Welcome to Life in the Pit, a podcast about the lives and adventures of instrumentalists within the wonderful world of musical theater. And now, here is your host, David Lane. Hello, everyone. Welcome to what is a bonus episode, a follow-up from episode number 26. In that episode, I talked to Al Stevens, and the bulk of our conversation was about his work in The Wizard of Oz, as presented by the Community Theater of Greensboro in North Carolina, which they've been doing for 25 years, and this would be number, year number 26. And we talked a lot about that production, not only the fact that it's been going on for a quarter of a century, but that they have a full 100 members in the cast and several dozen people in the crew. So while I talked a whole lot about the musical aspects of The Wizard of Oz and this grand production on episode 26 with the music director himself, Al Stevens, I wanted to get some recorded thoughts from some of the other people who've been involved on this production over the years. And um, they're each going to share their thoughts from their perspectives. And I did ask each of them, since my uh, featured guest in on episode 26 was Al Stevens, uh, I've asked each of them to talk about working with Al. So in order of appearance, you're going to hear from Jennifer Blevins, uh, who is a stage manager for many of the productions, from Andy Mock, who is has been the accompanist, and uh, I'm going to try very hard to get him to be a featured guest in a future episode. Uh, then you're going to hear from Kira Arrington, who played Dorothy in the 20th anniversary. And last but not least, you'll hear from Mitchell Summers, who has been the director of every single production since the first one, in addition to some other roles. I hope you will enjoy this behind-the-scenes look at the Community Theater of Greensboro's production of The Wizard of Oz. Uh, I'm Jennifer Blevins. I have been the stage manager for Wizard of Oz. I have COVID brain, so I'm not sure that I remember, but I think this would have been my 11th year. I think last year was my 10th year for Wizard of Oz, and I'm missing it a lot right now. Uh, to make Wizard of Oz work, we all have had to have had past experience in herding cats. Um, that's a big one. It really is a machine. And what you've got to do, the way this works, is it can't be about me. It can't be about my assistants. It can't be about the rest of the staff. It's got to be about the machine. It takes literally... Any given night, the backstage volunteers would probably get about 50. Just shepherding munchkins and changing scenery. There may be more than that. Uh, it, is, it is a machine, and if every single part isn't working top-notch, the whole thing can go away very, very quickly. Uh, but thank goodness we have got a great team, from the artistic staff down to the, you know, the tunnel moms, as they call them, who are the people who line the munchkins up to, to get them on stage on time. Uh, it works because it, we have done it so many times. I mean, uh, this is the only production that I do each year that has 100 cast members. 
Uh, I also stage manage the Nutcracker for the Greensboro Ballet, and that is its own challenge. Uh, but they are pretty self-sufficient and technically we're self-sufficient, but Wizard of Oz has got to work where everybody is working together at every minute and somehow it happens and it's, we've got a great team. That's really how it happens. I think the biggest challenge of Wizard of Oz is it is an almost three hour show with a hundred people on stage virtually at every time that we put together in six weeks that somehow just makes magic. And it's a, it is a lot of hard work, but it is so much fun. The kids, they're always, usually about 50% of every cast is new to the show. So you've got those people who have done it for a year or two, or in some cases, many years. This is the 26th year. And so we have cast members who have done it virtually the entire time. And it's always the new cast members that come into the project that bring extra excitement and great ideas and uh, such a sense of enthusiasm. The best part about Wizard is there are a lot of people who have done it for a good number of years, but something happens and everybody gets geared up and gets excited and uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's also quality entertainment for the community. And it's something that the audiences look forward to. The, the, thing I, the things I always remember are, you know, Justice Reeves Burke falling off the stage with Toto in her arms and landing on her feet and those kinds of things. That's so stage manager is those kind of things that could be catastrophes that turned into not catastrophes that I always remember the most. Um, but the thing that is always impressed on me the most with this show is truly just the people. I have some great, great friends. I have great um, support from the people. And there's always crazy times and always crazy moments. But it, I, um, I came from a background of arts administration as well as stage managing uh, with a different organization. And when I came to CTG, it was with a little trepidation. You know, I was pretty used to being in charge. <laughs> and um, Mitchell and others within the organization just wrapped me up and uh, let me know that I was home and I have loved every minute. The great thing about Wizard is we, for the most part, have had a pretty consistent team, which means you don't have to go back and reinvent the wheel every show. And this is a big one, so that would be hard. Um, but everybody brings their new imagination and new creativity every year, too. There's always moments that are brand new, that are wonderful. But with Mitchell and with Al Stevens, with Ann, um, there are others. My, I, I guess my two biggest are my two assistant stage managers who I've had I've had one of them every year that I've done it, Adrian Reeves Burke, who has assistant, been my assistant every year since I've started doing Wizard. And Shirley Lamerle, um, I'm going to always mess up her last name, is, has done it most years. And they know what I'm thinking. They know when to just get me out of the room because I'm going to get angry. Or they know when to make me laugh. And they know what... They, they look around the room and they see what kid needs a little uh, extra attention right then. So it, 
that's really it is the production staff and artistic staff that um, work together seamlessly and have a great time. Uh, Al Stevens and I are always back and forth about who is the most important, what's the most important piece of wizard. This is the music. Mm. I, of course, insist that it's the technical aspects. And when he said that he could, he was the one who made all the sound and we could hear them, I reminded him that I could turn the lights off and he'd be playing in the dark. We just have a great time. All of us, um, there's great respect. And that's always such a wonderful situation when all those pieces come together. Al Stevens is dear and funny and irritating and hysterical and picks on me endlessly. And I get to give it right back to him. He is, he cares so much about the entire process. You know, there's the moment when the curtain hits the, the, the ground, the stage when it's coming in. And there's the moment when the orchestra cuts off the end of the music for the end of act one. When those two moments can happen at exactly the same second, that's special. It gives a moment, you know? Um, when the scene change music can adapt to, you know, cover something because you see that something's just gotten dropped on stage. And there, of course, can be no communication between Al and I when the show's going. It's just go. And knowing he is down there and always got our back and the, and the cast back to cover anything that needs to be covered is a wonderful thing. But you can't tell him I said nice things about him. He wouldn't, he wouldn't know how to deal with that. We're doing um, a trail right now that we're having to sort of adapt as an outdoor project. So I'm getting to see these kids who and whom now since March and are so anxious to do something. And it's been great to see them having this small opportunity to A, get back together, even with masks on, uh, to sing and dance a little bit and um, to see everybody else. It's been wonderful for them, but it's really just been wonderful for me. I love these kids. I love these adults. I love this cast. I love the crew uh, and the staff. And so seeing them even in a short-term, socially distanced, outdoor way has given me a couple of moments of reminding me how much I love uh, this project. So I will look forward to 2021. Hi, everybody. My name is Andy Mock, and over the past 25 years, I've managed to play every role in The Wizard of Oz at least once, some of them twice. I did Toto a couple of years. Actually, um, I was involved in Wizard for seven years. The first year was 22 years ago. I worked backstage as a kid wrangler, and that's where I also met my husband. Um, the other six years were as rehearsal pianist and orchestra keyboard player um, with Al Stevens, um, a person with whom I adore working because it makes it he makes it fun, and he's also such a gifted musician and conductor. Um, the score for the show is horrible. 
Um, and if anyone else ever has to play it, then you know, God go with you. It's a literal reduction, so every instrumental part has been put into the score. So you literally need about six hands to play it. So you have to figure out what to leave out. That's the fun part. I have loved my time with Wizard. I will miss doing it this year, and I hope we can continue it after this pandemic leaves this earth. Thanks for listening. Hi there, my name is Kira Arrington, and I played Dorothy in Community Theater of Greensboro's 20th anniversary production of The Wizard of Oz during the 2014-2015 season, as well as helping out backstage and on fly rails for a couple of the following productions after that. Being a Dorothy and even just being in the show is such a cool experience because A, there's so many people that you're able to interact with of all ages, which makes it a really cool dynamic during the rehearsals and on stage every single day because like theater, everything's unexpected in the best kind of ways and you just have to react to all of that, which is fantastic. Um, Also during the auditions and rehearsal process one really neat thing you get to see is the way that other people take these iconic characters that people know and love and even have a standard for going into the show and being able to kind of bring yourself and your own kind of personality to that and being able to make it your own but still the characters that people you know have grown up with basically one really really cool experience of being in the Wizard of Oz is being able to perform it at the Carolina Theater in downtown Greensboro. It's such a unique space and has so much history behind it that a lot of people don't know about or if they do they you know respect and appreciate it for what it is and not just a stage. Um, The backstage spaces are really unique as well as the dressing rooms and the wings and it's just a really cool experience to be in such a a grand theater to be putting on such an iconic show that once again so many people know and love and it really just brings it to life in front of people and the Carolina Theater really helps bring it to life in a physical space. During my year of Wizard, um, it was actually my first and only year, I got the privilege of working with some really awesome people, including Mitchell and Ann Norman and Jennifer Blevins, Garrett, and Al Stevens was our um, orchestra conductor for the show, and he's just so, so incredible to work with. His musical knowledge is pretty unmatched and the way he's able to work with both the orchestra and the music director and the performers to really make it what it is and make it their own but keep it to you know the standards that people know especially for something like over the rainbow I remember in that rehearsal we spent so much time just getting it vocally perfect but also just at a pace that felt like our own but still felt classic My name is Mitchell Summers, and I cannot believe it, but I have been or had been, well, I'll say have been, to be positive, uh, part of Wizard for 25 years, and this is actually the first year, the 26th year, that we are not doing the production. When I first started the uh, production of The Wizard of Oz as executive director, I, I can't even think anymore, it's probably something like 19... 
95 or something like that. Um, the role really, you know, has basically stayed the same, you know, as executive director, I was responsible for uh, raising the money to produce it, all the logistics of putting it on, hiring all the staff, uh, casting the show, um, quite quite involved, doing all the marketing. Uh, so it was quite involved. Uh, also, we had a couple of uh, unusual incidents over the year where unfortunately the wizard was not able to learn his lines or he decided he was too frightened to go on stage and all of a sudden I was playing the wizard. So it started first as a fluke because it really started with a guy who just, he just couldn't do it, you know? Uh, and then so over the years I've sporadically played it. The most exciting one was last year for the 25th anniversary. I did get to play the wizard and I was thrilled. My mother in all the years had never seen me in the show. So uh, I lost my mother, unfortunately, recently to COVID. But um, she was 92, and she got to sit in the audience and see the show and see me play. And that was a very special year. Some of the highlights of doing it are the returnees. Uh, it's very thrilling for me. Like I just one that just out my mind is Amy Brubaker. She started when she was a little girl, and I remember she was like the barrister or the coroner. And I just looked at her; she couldn't have been more than eight years old. And I looked at her. I remember saying to her, "You're going to be Dorothy one day," you know. And then the thrill of she comes back. She's 16 years old. She's beautiful, sweet, beautiful voice, charming actress, and she became Dorothy, you know. And then to have lunch with her when she went off to college and then to have seen her in the lobby of the theater for the 25th anniversary. So I would say one of the big highlights for me is watching all these young people grow up uh, and then they come back with, now they're married and they have children and they bring the children to the show. And that that is very, very special for me. Uh, mixed with uh, the highlights of new faces. I mean, nothing excites me more as a director. I'm sitting there and this person walks in. I have no idea who they are. And they open up their mouths and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I'm after you. You know, and so that's very thrilling, too, to give new people an opportunity. Uh, so that's probably the most exciting part for me. Uh, as far as challenges, um, I guess it has been the pull of how to keep it fresh, how to keep it interesting. But unlike a lot of people in the community over the years who have said to me, you really need to shake it up. You need to do a whole new blocking. You need to give it a whole new twist. And although I consider myself a creative, innovative director, just my gut has told me over the years, don't mess with it. You know, they love it and it will be different because you're going to have a new conductor. You're going to have a new actress. You're going to have a new lighting designer. And so it does change just by the nature of the talent involved. But my gut has been not to mess with something that we all walk in wanting to see what we remember as a child. And so far, other than this crazy pandemic, that has worked. One of the things, you know, that has happened to me that makes me want to come back, I guess, is the same thing that the people involved in the production come back. We're living in a world where everything is disposable and everything is at the moment and transient. And I think this production offers our community 
and the people that are involved in it on stage, off stage, in the audience, a tradition, something to look forward to each year, um, a, a familiarity, uh, which is, I think, again, in our world is something we all crave and long for. Uh, I think that's the attraction that keeps, because I have people in the audience who have said to me, this is my 15th time seeing it. This is my 10th time seeing it. I come every year with my family. I came as a child and now I'm bringing back my children. Uh, it's really become a tradition in the triad. And as heartbreaking as it is that it's not happening this year, you know, we're suffering along with everybody else, but I do believe and I do pray that wizard will come back and it will be a sign that we've kind of gotten back to some kind of normal uh, before all this craziness happened. You know, I've worked with a lot of musical directors and just like actors, you know, some are very talented. Some you question should you've given them the opportunity. Uh, personalities are different, and again, that goes across the board in all aspects of the production. But that's what makes life interesting. I think one of the things that stands out for me with Al as a conductor is that he, being a musician himself and an instrumentalist, I think he brings a sensitivity to the players that sometimes, you know, you hire a, a musical director or conductor who's very talented, but they don't know what it's like to play in the pit. You know, they don't know that side. So I think as a fellow musician, I think the pit usually uh, has a lot of respect for him and they find him very sensitive to their needs and their concerns. And I would say the other thing that I love about working with Al is he's so easy to get along with. You know, he's very warm and laid back. I've never seen him lose his temper or not be flexible if something had to change, always very receptive to my feedback. And that makes it so pleasant, doesn't it? You know, because theater is fluid. You know, rehearsal may go well, rehearsal may not go well. Um, you have a sub in the pit. And how do you accommodate that sub yet still make the pit sound like something? So having a knowledgeable but pleasant uh, personality, I, I think, really works well in this in this kind of situation. I've worked with so many people, and I'm so old that it, it's really sometimes hard for me to remember how many wonderful people have crossed my path. Uh, so, I mean, I would say the ones that jump out to me the most, believe it or not, are the stage managers, uh, Jennifer Blevins and Eric Tysinger and Deanne Brooke and Tanya. And I know I'm missing some people, but they all know how appreciative I am. Because as a director, I have learned over the years that if you have a good stage manager, uh, it makes everything possible. And if you don't, it's a freaking nightmare. So uh, to the stage managers who really are the sung, unsung heroes and heroines, you never see them. You know, they're in the background. They're in the booth. They're running around. But they really make the show work. And as theater people know, once the curtain goes up, although I'm a very involved director, most of the time the director leaves when the show opens and it becomes the stage manager that holds all of it together. So my hat to all of the men and women that have played that role for me uh, with Wizard. I think in reflection of the 25 years that we have done this production and the world that we're living in right now, it almost feels to me like when Wizard 
reopens again, it will sort of be a gateway to our lives, our emotions, our thoughts, sort of back on track. I feel we've all been thrown in into this tumultuous time and we're all longing for that feeling that Wizard will bring when you walk into a theater and it feels so warm and exciting and the overture starts and your blood starts rushing uh, and the magic begins. We're missing the magic, you know, for musicians and singers and dancers and actors. Um, we not only love it so much and what drives us and keeps us going, but the audiences and the participants. And so uh, I'm, I'm praying and looking forward to us being back on stage and it being the beginning of the old and new normal. I want to thank all of my guests for sharing their thoughts. And I hope that you enjoyed this behind the scenes look at CTG's production of the wizard of Oz. Um, Friday, I will be back with episode 27, my next uh, full conversation with a guest. Be sure to check that out this upcoming Friday, the 20th of November. You can follow the podcast on Instagram or Twitter at Life in the Pit Pod. And as always, I want to just give a special thanks to Mark Perolo for his cover art and to Bill Cisna for providing the introduction to this podcast. The original music is composed and performed by David Lane. And you can reach out to me or find out more about the podcast at davidlanemusic.com slash podcast. Please rate and review on the Apple Podcast app and share with your friends. Thank you for listening.